Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Vredestein tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. So, again, uh, that's the, uh, the next-to-last baseball game of the night. That's still going. Uh, Kansas City and Oakland will finish in the next few minutes with Kansas City with a 5-1 lead over friends and family in Oakland uh, in the bottom <laughs> of the ninth inning with one out. And a lot of birds. Uh, lot lot, of birds. Lots of birds. More birds or more fans at this point, you think? Birds. 5-1, ninth inning, they're losing. More birds? I spent many uh, an evening in the O.co many years ago. Birds. Uh, the birds definitely have it. More birds. Hitchcock. Okay, more birds. It would, would have done well if he were uh, alive and st- looking to make a sequel of The Birds. He could just go and film uh, the end of each night of a homestand. Well, that might work. That might, how, we, we have, how much uh, film? We have all kinds of film. You need. How, how much footage do you need? We got thousands upon thousands of yards of film. Of <laughs> How'd you get all that B-roll? How'd you get all those birds together? It's like, well, 
I'll tell you. We just went. We're good. It's all it's all good. Uh, but with today being a big day after the NBA Finals, coming up in about 15 minutes, we're going to head to our insider in Vegas and talk about some of the teams with the biggest odds to win the NBA title next year, some of the favorites, some surprises out there, the Nets. Um, let me just say this, because this has been the last 24 hours of a crowning achievement for Steph Curry. Uh, finally winning NBA Finals MVP, which even though it's not that big a deal, the fact that it became a big deal and a big narrative, you know it's it's a big burden off of him to win NBA Finals MVP. Uh, He does it in dominant fashion, and today you saw him and Clay and Draymond all talked about, guys, I remember when you said this about me and this about me and this about me. And let me say this about Steph Curry, because I get this from from, from a lot of listeners. I don't hate Steph Curry. I don't. I don't hate Steph Curry. Steph Curry is a terrific player. He is a great player. He is the best shooter that I have seen in NBA history. But the thing about Steph Curry is I can put his excellence in proper perspective and nobody else can because it seems to be there's only one take on Steph Curry, and that's he's an all-time great, and if you disagree with that, I'm just going to hold my breath until you stop talking. Like, that's the only thing because Steph Curry enjoys an image unlike anybody else in sports, really. Steph and Patrick Mahomes have images that every other athlete would kill for. Look at this. They are universally loved. All of their mistakes are covered up. You can't say one thing about how bad a guy When Steph Curry had that bad game in Game 5, it was everybody rushing to his defense. Well, well, wait, 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 wait. Either he was due to have a bad game or it wasn't that bad of a game. Or It was, oh, no, no, don't say he had a bad Steph Curry had a bad game. He stunk in Game Game five, but well, but his presence allowed him to win. Exactly. If he wasn't there, all he had the force. (laughs) He had a bad game. Let's just say it and say he's bouncing back. But no, 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 no. You can't say. Can't say it about Steph Curry. Look, Steph Curry, as great as he is, is he an all-time great shooter? Yes, hundred percent. But that's what he does. That's all he has to be with Golden State because people forget, and I say it all the time, Steph Curry was in the league for six years. Six years. He was a two-time All-Star. He was a a 23-point-a-game scorer. There's lots of guys in the NBA that score 23 points a game. That's who Steph Curry was. Now, Steve Kerr shows up, who doesn't nearly get the attention that he should. He's the best coach in the NBA the last decade, and it's not even close. Steve Kerr shows up with a new system, a new way to take advantage of what Steph Curry does well. This is why I say Steph Curry is a system quarterback because Ooh, what he does you got to say great, 10 Hail Marys and a great. bunch of rosaries. Look, KNBR can call me. I'm ready for that interview anytime. Uh, what he does, he succeeds so well in that system that is built around what he does well. Steve Kerr built the system around what he and Clay could do. Listen, this is what I think we can do and suddenly the Warriors go from finishing 13th and 8th and 11th and hey, they were lucky to finish sixth one year. Uh, now suddenly they're at the top of the Western Conference. They're they're going to five finals. They've won three. Now they won another one here. It's four and eight years. Um, yeah, the system Steve Kerr brought in was a pretty good one, and it took advantage of what Steph Curry did really well. Again, he was in the league for six years already. So, But to compare Steph Curry, because he's got four titles, to LeBron James, just because LeBron has four titles, it's not even close. 
All right, it is not even close because LeBron James is asked to impact the game so many more ways than Steph Curry is. So is Kevin Durant. So is Giannis. So are these. So are these guys who are the best players in the game and defensively what they're asked to do differently as well. This is just a different kind of player. Steph Curry is the best shooter we've seen. He's not really asked to do anything else, right? So he makes his shots, which he does, again, better than anybody. It's fantastic. But you can't really compare him to some of these other greats that do more than he does, that are responsible, that can succeed in any system, right? Because that's the other thing is look at LeBron James, who won a championship in Miami. Won a couple, won a championship in Cleveland, won a championship with the Lakers, right? He, he went to three different teams. That's three different inventions of players, of schemes, of coaches, of teammates, and he won a championship in all three places. If, if Steph Curry left and went to another team, if he went to the Knicks, do you really think Steph Curry is the player he is now? The well, does he get Hall to stack the team? No, like LeBron if, did at each spot. If Steph can go bring a couple and bring a couple of guys, let's just say you can bring a couple of guys. Is he really getting free for those threes up and down the floor all the time? Is he really free in transition all the time to get those? Of course not. It's here's the ball, Steph, go do it. We're going to watch. And oh, suddenly there's three guys on him, right? There's a reason why Steph Curry can't make big shots at the end of games is because you can guard him for those big shots, right? Think about how many times have you said Steph Curry make a game winner shot. Tell me one that's cemented in your head. You can't because he can't do it because he's too small and he can't get his own, can't get his own shot off. So at the end of games, teams can throw a couple of defenders at him and not only can he not get his shot off, he can't get a great pass off because there's too many bodies around him. This is just the reality for him. This is the proper perspective of Steph Curry's excellence. I get it's not popular because you, you, many people, you could only have that one take on Steph Curry, but this is accurate because this is how you put how good he is in perspective. Is he climbing up the list of all-time great? Sure, the guy's got four championships. But you want to put him up with guys that single-handedly bring teams to titles? It's not close. It's not close. There's still a lot of work for Steph to do to be a player who does what he does so well. And he was smart in staying with Golden State. He could have gone someplace else. And, and look, I remember saying, maybe you want to. Maybe the dynasty is over. And if you're going to do it and teams are they're going to build around you, go home, go to Charlotte, go someplace else because Golden State, ah, are you going to get people to come play there with you? And hey, I stayed. I saw it through. Hey, and we're champions again. It's also the only team he knows that's going to continue to build around him in the right way. So as long as they're going to do this, as long as Steve Kerr is there, the offense is there, the players are there, yeah, Steph's going to look really good. He's going to play great. He's going to play outstanding. He's going to make big shots. He's going to lead them to titles. We saw it happen four times already. But when you want to just say he's an all-time great, we're talking about Mount Rushmore with Steph Curry in top 10 all-time. I mean, I've seen lists that I didn't see him play, but really, he's on this list instead of Will Chamberlain? Seriously? I mean, I didn't see Will play, but come on, man. Really? He's on this list instead of Will Chamberlain? So just that's why I, I, I don't hate Steph Curry. I think he's great. I love the guy. He's great for the game. He does great things off the court, too. He's fun. He's not controversial. He's a superstar that will seed his own ego to let somebody else with a big ego come in who wanted credit like Kevin Durant, and now I'm going to go someplace else because, you know, that still wasn't self-satisfying enough for me. There's a lot of great things he does, but I put his – excellence in the proper perspective. I get it's not popular, but it's reality. It's the right thing to do. The excellence of execution, 
right? That's what we talk about for this offense and for defense. And depending on, you know, I'm looking at uh, StatMuse and, you know, trying to go through the numbers that Steph Curry has a uh, actually a higher defensive rating than LeBron James for his career, if this is what they're trying to tell me, which doesn't seem right based on all the accolades that LeBron James has won. But it makes for a fun argument if you were to go, you know, the lies, damn lies, and, and, and statistics. statistics, yeah, from Benjamin Disraeli. Uh, from <laughs> I thought you were going from West Wing. That's one of my favorite episodes of no, West Wing. But, well, but it's, you know, the origin, some attributed to Mark Twain. Uh, I don't think that's right. But the, the idea being that, you know, depending on which era you want to go through, and this is legacy talk, and this is what a lot of folks – you know, that's their their bread and butter and their trade. It's like arguing halls of fame to your blue in the face. At some point, it's a museum. Guys get in. If it's the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame, a lot of people are getting in. You know what? Celebrate their careers. It's more opportunities for friends, families, people from all over the world to come and see it. Likewise, when we do these top ten lists, like, I never saw Wilt play. I mean, I've seen video, right? Bill Russell, I'm not old. I'm an old man, but I'm not that old. Dr. J, I saw the final years of his career, but not when he was at his peak. You know, not that he's included in the top 10, but you get my point. Superstars that have all these big moments. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar saw the end of his run, but when he was running around with the Bucks, I've seen video. I hear the stories. I see the stats, and I know what he did for a career. So trying to put those guys in proper perspective based on the era in which they played. Wilton, Bill Russell especially, right? They stand out. In, in that era. And, and then we get into all the plumbers and all the guys that the current new media decides that, to disparage to say, ah, they weren't real NBA players. Uh, <laughs> like that. It's like, nah, they, they, if they were given the benefit of all the nutritional sub- supplements uh, and perks and didn't have to haul milk and meat to people's doors in the offseason instead could just train or sit on an island, eh, maybe that'd be different. But that's a discussion for another time. But with Steph, we get into the same thing, right? Play making a, a system or a system making a player if you p- take him out does it work the same way and everybody's responsibilities and how you have to rotate and so on right with LeBron change the game singular talent and all that he's done and certainly for a while one of the best defenders and and every once in a while he'll still throw you a flash of stuff to to show that he can still do it not not as frequently anymore but Steph we watched him in in the playoffs how many times did we comment on his uh, knack for figuring out where the rebound was going and then just kind of waving at everybody like yep there I am again another double digit <laughs> rebounding night right so smarts and, and what he did and, and as as you alluded to seeding you want the spotlight, take the spotlight. I just want to win, right, with Kevin Durant and what happened there. So, you know, that moves on. And, and yesterday, as we talked about how sweet it was, and you could see the tears and the emotion, he and then Clay Thompson, who refused to yield after the game, just what that all meant to them. But trying to put Steph in the proper perspective historically – it, it changed the game, man. We're watching a different NBA since that. And I don't know if that gets you bonus points or not, but it certainly is worth the argument. Is he? He's not at Kobe's level. 
he's Tim Duncan's the guy that I, I see equated a lot. I, I brought up the LeBron thing just so we could get ahead of the hot take nonsense that was going to flow out, but it made for a pretty good discussion. <laughs> just like, hey, tomorrow's takes today. Ready? Steph has eclipsed LeBron. Let's go. He's one of the biggest losers uh, of this NBA final. And look what it did. It went wildfire. But it's funny because depending on how you dice it up, right? Because a lot of people dismiss how great Clay is at times, particularly this this version of Clay. And Draymond's a guy that it, it all depends. Ah, oh, he's a good energy guy. No, he's a damn good defender and passer and all of those things. But nah, he's just he's Draymond, uh, and he'll have to address that on his next podcast. So you know you, you wonder uh, how history and how kind it will be. It really is going to depend a lot on what the next iteration is, right? Can they can they run it back? Because they're the uh, favorites going into next season. Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Just Steph is great. He's great, but put him in the proper perspective. Is he that, that great? He's not that, that great. He's great, but that great. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, live from the Fox Sports Radio (laughs) studios. Um, Today was day two of the U.S. Open, and we talked last hour about how, hey, it could wind up being a great U.S. Open if Rory McIlroy wins. He's a shot off the lead. Most spoken critic, outspoken critic of the Live Golf Tour, giving him the trophy and big uh, novelty check, hearing him speak, uh, this would be the best possible outcome for the PGA Tour. Worse as if a Live guy won, but it looks like they may dodge that for now. But what I can't believe hasn't happened by today. I really thought this would happen around the U.S. Open. The PGA Tour has to react fast to the Live Tour, right? Because you're just going to get more people wanting to join this tour, right? And, and if their aim is to stop people from leaving the PGA Tour and joining the Live Tour, where are the contracts, Right, You need to be able to sign uh, players, just like it is in other sports, to contracts to play in the PGA Tour. And how you would do this now is if you would, you would approach people like Rory McIlroy or Brooks Kepka, whoever you know, you get the biggest stars because these are the ones you don't want to leave. Right, the other ones, you know, they'll play in the tour and they'll, they'll, you know, the young golfers come up, they make their way up, they become stars, or they don't. Uh, but you want to keep the number of stars you can. How they have not hit some kind of agreement to say, all right, you know, the top guys, we got to pay them to play on the tour. So, and it's not going to be a ton of money because these guys can still win whatever they can win over the course of the year. But for a guy like McElroy or for Kepka or for Jordan Spieth, you would say, hey, how about four years and 20 million? to play strictly on the PGA Tour, which means you play for our tour, you play in the majors, you want to play a couple of other events outside, great, but you play on our tour and you don't play anywhere else. And suddenly a guy like Jordan Spieth was going to say, 
sure, I'll do this. Okay, you're, you're just going to give me $4 million? Yes, you're playing in X amount of tournaments, right? You had to play in a certain number. So say, you know, 25, 26, whatever tournament you want to put the number at. Now, you're going to play in, the, in at least this number of tournaments as long as you are healthy, and we're going to pay you this money just to play. And this is how you keep people from jumping and how legally you keep people from jumping to another tour. Because they got they are taken by surprise, right? They got caught they got they got caught fast asleep by another tour coming and saying, "Hey, we have all this money, come play for us." And a guy like Phil Mickelson, "Yes, why not?" Greg Norman, "Yes, I'll set this up." Other guy, "Yes, I'll go. Yes, I'll go. All this money for me? Yes, I'll go." So you need to be able to act fast on this. You can't wait and hope that other guys aren't going to leave and they'll be threatened with, "Oh, you'll be banned from our tour." Yeah, okay, I'm going to go play next week, not have to worry about making a cut, and even if I come in dead last, I'm going to make $200,000. Yeah, I'm going to go do that. You need to go make sure those stars are going to be playing with you for a while. And it doesn't need to be a lot, but you need the top 10 to 12 players that are going to move the needle that people come see play that they like. You need them to be able to say they are PGA Tour players. And if it's going to be a few million dollars, you're getting a few hundreds of millions of dollars, yeah, I think you kind of have to do that because you got to make sure that you're property keeps going and you can't keep losing people to another tour yeah one of the things uh as we we look in the business side of it is trying to figure out all the different angles by which you can operate and you know it's something we've touched on a little bit and and i think communication with all said golfers from rory on down rory would make 3.15 million dollars for winning uh this week's u.s open according to what i was able to find in a rudimentary search uh, of purses but for the PGA, and this is something I know our guy Bernie Fratto is hot on, uh, our friend in Vegas, uh, 11 p.m. Saturday night uh, into Sunday morning. He's got you for four hours. Uh, but he, talking about the the way the PGA is organized, because they are a, technically a nonprofit, a membership-based nonprofit, a 501c6. So not a charity but there's tax laws that allow them to, well, avoid paying nearly uh, $100 million in tax uh, each year based on the revenue uh, that they come out with uh, and the payouts to the executives and director, etc. So they would have to review, I think, some of the business and reclassify to go into the contractual st- Type of thing because under its current format, the way I'm reading it, uh, it, it would be an interesting uh, fight. I don't, I don't think they can do it directly, right? All right, we're gonna give you this amount of money and you're donating it to charity, and you could write it off your tax. I don't know, but the the idea is uh, under the current status, uh, they would have to re readjust and, and refile and, and suddenly be liable for a lot of taxes. Now, other leagues have done it. Major League Baseball and the NFL have done it, so it can be done because what that also does is it keeps a lot of people uh, in Congress, when they have time to do it, uh, from coming at you. Because right now there's an act uh, being sponsored out of Florida that is the, quote, Properly Reducing Over-Exemptions for Sports Act, also called the Pro Sports Act, which if you saw it like that, it's like, all right, cool. They're, they're trying to get more sports. It's like, no, they're trying to take away the uh, <laughs> the tax exemptions uh, and, you know, make people pay their, quote, fair share. So uh, some hurdles there. But the, in theory, uh, 
I, I think it's the way you have to go, right? And trying to figure out how do you make these guys partners and make them whole, working with their sponsors uh, and their business management uh, and, and partnerships there to see how you can keep things flowing. You got to be open to new ideas. And as we know for years, PGA not exactly uh, embracing change uh, in many, many forms. So that's when folks get really in, in an uproar about a lot of this, Jason. I'm like, all right, let's go through the history of a lot of decisions that have been made by the tour and some of those that are now being praised for not taking the money because you know what they already are <laughs> twitter at about a fresca mike at swollen dome the jason smith show with mike Harmon. If, if contracts weren't the wave of the future i would say there's different ways but how else are you going to stop people from going you're going to have guys signed to contracts and it, it doesn't need to be in the hundreds of millions of dollars because, like I said, they're going to be able to play to earn money. That's how it goes. But a few a few million dollars where you can tell the best golfers, hey, no matter what kind of year you have, you're still going to make at least three or four million. Hey, I'm good with that. So if you're if you're paying, let's say the top twelve guys, you pick the top twelve stars, and you're paying them four million dollars a year. Okay, you're talking about fifty million dollars to ensure your way of golf, to ensure that you're going to have the big players and they're going to stay. And as as time goes on, you're going to want to pay a couple of other guys, and then maybe some guys you let their contracts lapse, and that could be part of storylines. Hey, guess who didn't get his contract renewed? Who wants a contract? You're going to get guys saying, "Hey, as they as they start winning on the tour, uh, I want." a deal to stay with the PGA Tour. I'm winning. I'm good. Hey, I may go play someplace else and someone's got, you got to figure out a way to sign a guy. I mean, th- this all keeps stuff going with golf and it's interesting and you know, you're, it's suddenly you're talking about golf free agency and it's a fun thing, but if this wasn't the wave of how, how to stop people from going, I'd say there's a different way, but if you don't have contracts... Anybody can do whatever they want to, right? What, what's the big fight going to be in court is these guys are all independent contractors. Well, okay, if that's your fight, then you're going to win that. Well, they got to make sure you're not independent. You are contracted here and you're going to go play there. It's going to happen, but you got to act fast because you, you don't want to start seeing some of the other guys all leaving when, where the live tour goes, hey, we just got 10 really good guys. Let's go get 10 more. We want to do it. You want to really cripple the PGA Tour? Let's go get 10 more. Let's go get these guys to go play. And then, boy, there's no PGA. PGA Tour and suddenly we're the tour. Uh, you need to move in and act now. This is not, hey, it's some back and forth. You got you you need some bold strokes, as they say in Hamilton, uh, to be able to fight this right now. Well, I would say a bunch of the guys that left, you're like, okay, go. <laughs> I mean, you, right? I mean, and look, it fills a big name, but and, and every once in a while he's got a big run on him. But you saw it today, right? He goes home. Now he's got his two hundred million or whatever he really got uh, from from joining up for the Live Tour, but you know that's it. That's all he got, and he came and whatever sponsors are left, he got to shake some hands, kiss some babies, and get some cheers of an adoring crowd, which still have his value. I don't know how, what dollar value you put on it, but in terms of PJ events, a lot of these golfers, eh, they're 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 not going to miss him. Where they, where it gets dicey is the future golfers who haven't established on the PGA Tour, right? Because a lot of guys that are in their prime 
like Rory McIlroy are just saying, no, I'm, this is what I do. It's legacy. The majors, it's more than just the majors. Because a lot of guys can just come and say, wait, if they're going to let me play the majors, then screw it. I'm good. I'm going to go take the money. But where it comes down to is guys that you know still have the other, and they've also probably been apprised by their lawyers that if they leave, the potential is there to lose a lot of the other annual revenue that they have. Rory makes an estimated 35 to $40 million a year off his sponsorships, endorsements, and, and you know appearances and what have you. That's a hell of a lot of money and a nice revenue stream and your legacy and all of those. Because, right, you, you, golfers live a long time. How many times you go on the course, Smith? I mean, you go hang out with Walt. I mean, you're the young guy on the on the course. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, but, like, it, but it's yeah. a long road. I'm, I'm 51. I'm the young guy. That's but, I mean, me. getting to the Champions, you know, tour and all that other stuff, that's a, that's a larger discussion. But just from the idea of – you can play, and you'll be in public for a long time. And for some guys, they don't want the heat. They don't want smoke, particularly if they're still atop the leaderboard. With Phil, he's in no man's land. And as much as they want to deny that gambling losses or whatever have anything to do with it, nobody's ever going to believe that 100%. Right? There's more books coming out and more tales being told. The death stare from Greg Norman when Shipnuck was on the – the media day. I mean, come on, that was straight out of a, a horror film. <laughs> the look he was giving them <laughs> over the shoulder. But it's just the the idea for these guys, right? They made their choices. And I think anybody that was really looking to jump, if they got a legitimate offer that was told to them by their agent and business manager, if they were looking to leave, they left. And Charles Schwartzel made more money last week than he had in like four or five years. And for a moment, he was a big shot again. On the tour, a guy that's missing a lot of cuts. I had my moment. I'm a contender again. Hey, you got 4.7 million. Because <laughs> I only had to beat seven other guys, and I was able to win. It's so awesome. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel, Juan Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Harold G, La Bichota, Christina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royals. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you forget about the sticky tape? That's right, the sticky tape. I'd be remiss. I I just have to do it. She'll hate me for it. But uh, tomorrow, I mean, I I mentioned it's Paul McCartney's birthday tomorrow, but also my mom turned 75. So happy birthday, Mom. You're long asleep. And you'll hate me for even saying this, but, you know, (laughs) kind of a big deal. Happy birthday, Mrs. Harmon. There you go. All right, Mike. Don't forget Purdue Pete. Oh, Purdue Pete. Yeah, Purdue Pete. Go, Go Boilers. (laughs) 
Yeah, but I still Benny the Bull though. Still, I mean, you got you got Benny the Bull in the stick. I mean, Herky the Hawkeye. I mean, Philly, come on. Philly fanatic. All right, now you're naming Willie the Wildcat. These don't they don't even exist. You're just saying names now. These are all names that are better than Mr. Herky's Matt. real. Yeah, Bill Bill the Butcher. I can say that. Bill oh, the Butcher. No, that's Legend. great. Yeah. Now that, now I want a hat that has a picture of him on there. Either I that or actually, the John C. Riley character. <laughs> I could get you a Bill the Butcher shirt. I can I could get you that. I can get, I, I can, I can get out there. I can get you Bill the Butcher with nail polish. I'm actually working on my Carl Urban, the boys impression. You ready real fast? Hang on, I don't know. I, I won't understand it, but go ahead. Hang on. <clears throat> Soldier boy can kill Omlander. That's it. That's my, that's my Carl Urban. No, it's good. It's, no, it's, I, I, Soldier boy. Soldier boy. Yeah, you Soldier sound like boy. the guy that was hanging out with uh, Bill the Butcher. Soldier boy. I feel like I want to watch that movie now. Soldier boy can kill Omlander. And, and watch Mad Eye Moody go around with his club. And there's nothing you can do about it. He go says nothing. Like, nothing. Mm. Nothing. Bill the Butcher. Soldier boy. Uh, so we did this tonight because uh, we wanted to get a head start on next year with the NBA. We are looking ahead with the Warriors celebrating their championship. Now their calendar goes back to zero for everybody else. Where do things look right now? We still have the draft. We still have free agency. Things can change. But right now... What teams are we picking to go to the conference finals next year in the NBA? We'll start things off in the Eastern Conference. Do I see a return trip for the Celtics? I do not. I see a return for the Milwaukee Bucks. The Middleton injury absolutely crushed them in the playoffs. They're still an extremely talented team. Giannis is still in his prime. They bounce back next year, and I like them playing your Chicago Bulls, Mike Harmon. Yes, there's some, there's a yeah, figure out Zach Levine, but I think yeah. there's gonna, they're going to find a way to figure it out from for at least the next couple or three years. Had a couple of bad injuries this year with Ball and Caruso. They're also the leaders in the clubhouse for Rudy Gobert, which would be a huge advantage advantage for them, uh, but you forget how good they were until the injuries took their toll. They were at the top of the Eastern Conference. I'm going Bucks bulls next year in the Eastern Conference Finals. Ooh, look at you. I, I like the boldness of it all. Look, I mean, we stipulate to, with all the injuries that went on, not just in the playoffs, but even go back to the regular season and guys missing large chunks uh, of action. I mean, that's one of the things you look at Lonzo Ball uh, if I were to do the 30 seconds on the Bulls is I, I'm afraid that you don't get a ton of games out of them. I don't know how that knee responds. So, uh, you know, put out all those good vibrations and celebrate Benny the Bull. Uh, I'm going to go in that vein. Yeah, exactly. Get past the chaos. I will take the Brooklyn Nets on one side because, well, that's insane. And the other is Jimmy Butler and the next iteration of the Miami Heat. Wow. Because you can't pick the same you. thing. And, no. the Celt- and the Celtics, I'm I, I, very curious to see how they come back. As young as they are and how they rallied in the second half of the year and what it meant with the Yudoka and everything. I, the way that finished, I, 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 don't think, I don't think you come back from that quickly. It's like when a team loses a Super Bowl. It's like bad, bad feelings about that. They got to get Kyrie Irving to come back, not as a player, but just to bring his sagebrush around and, and get all that voodoo out from, the, from Boston. To the Western Conference we go now. So there's our Eastern Conference picks. Um, Lakers. One t- yeah, I wish. <laughs> 14 I to wish. 1. Right uh, now. No, I'm actually staying in town, though, and I'm going Clippers, 
Grizzlies. Now, Look you knew you. I was going to pick the Grizzlies because I told you they're going to the finals next year. They they were such a problem for the Warriors this year. They just missed having John Morant down the stretch in that series because they gave the Warriors all kinds of issues defensively. Steph wasn't getting his shots. Clay wasn't getting his shots. They're a terrific team. They just needed to keep their superstar. So I'm going Grizzlies. And in a year where many teams are going to welcome back players who missed a long periods of time, whether it's Jamal Murray or somebody else, uh, the Clips are getting back Kawhi Leonard. Without him, they were into the playoffs this year. They finished over 500, did not think they had that. So, yeah, I'm going the Clippers put it together next year. Clippers, Grizz in the Western Conference Finals. I dig that. I'm going with a team that's already made a move to improve themselves and the Dallas Mavericks. Looking for Luka to get over and for Mark Cuban to spend whatever he needs to to keep building onto that squad because uh, he can taste it. He can taste it. And then the Denver Nuggets. You already let the cat out of the bag as you kind of you know, flip me off mentioning Jamal Murray. Uh, he and Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. is a guy that kind of concerns me to a degree because if you read all the press clippings or whatever, he's a, he's a lot about me. Talk about me. See, it goes back to another Toby Keith song. Uh, but <laughs> there are two teams that I think are, are interesting. And obviously, Jokic is only 9-1 to one to, to 3 Pete. Think about that. Hey, I feel like everybody just wants to vote from now no matter what. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.